Good morning, everybody. I always say this just to get everybody moving around a little bit. How many people are excited about being here? All right. I mean, really excited. And see, I say that every week because I want you to know that God is in the house. Amen. I want you to know that you bring him with you. He said, where two or more gather, there he is also. So we got Jesus all up in here. Amen. Man, I'm going to tell you what. How many know it's good to have a role model? Now, we know ultimately our role model is Christ, right? But sometimes we go along through life, and, and sometimes we, we get a little straying off here, back and forth. And sometimes it's good to have a Jesus with some skin on him, right? Somebody said God's put in your life that you know that are chasing after God that they'll speak into your life. Let me ask you a question. How many people here are willing for God to speak into their life? That's, that's, now, let me tell you, that's the first step right there. Are we willing for God to speak into our life? Are we, as our receiver working? You can, you can get all the calls you want, but if you're not going to pick up, it don't do you any good. So I, I pray that y'all pick up today. We've been really seeking after the Lord, and he's just really had it on my heart about prayer. I, I, I'm passionate about prayer because I know prayer makes a difference. How about y'all? It moves mountains. It moves hearts. Hey, and you know what I found out over 55 years of walking with the Lord about half that time? is that what it does, it moves my heart. See, a lot of times we want it to move everything else, but I, I'm saying this. I've seen where it moves my heart to align me so that I hear from my Father even better. Amen? And so today, if you've got a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, if you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, you've got total access to the throne room, somebody. So I'm telling you, God is always ready and willing to listen. He's willing to instruct He's willing to forgive. What I want to talk a little bit about today, that he's willing to teach us, right, through examples. And I, I believe today as we go through uh, the story, and I, when I say story, sometimes that feels like it's, it's cheapening it. But it's not, a, it's not just a story like the world would think. This is an actual account that God has, has allowed us to be logged in his love letter to each one of us. See, when you look at it that way, it's a note from home. Now, I don't know about you guys. Um, I know a lot of people get text messages and stuff, and that's great. But when's the last time you got a handwritten card? It's probably few and far between. My grandma would write us, me and my sister, when we were growing a little note every now and then, a little card. I would love that, man. I'd read it over again, and I'd check it out. I'd set it beside my bed because, see, I love my grandma. And my grandma loved me. And so it was that connection. How much more? Should we be digging into God's word, his love letter to us, from the Father's heart to our hands and into our heart and from our heart into the nations. Amen. So I want to share a little bit. I got to really unpack a lot of this story before we can get where we're going. So if y'all bear with me, uh, I, actually what we're going to be in, if you got your Bibles, you got a little homework for you too. We're going to be kind of talking and running through 2 Kings chapter 18, 19, and 20. Today we're going to be predominantly in chapter 19. So I want to tell you a little bit of this story. Many of y'all have heard this before. But anybody heard of the king Hezekiah? As I was studying, you know what Hezekiah means? Listen to this in Hebrew. It means Yahweh strength, strengthens. It means God strengthens. How would you like to have a name that means God strengthens? You know, he's, he's already set for goodness, isn't he? But he's got a choice. Now listen to this. King Hezekiah came into power at 25 years old. Somebody said, you know you got to be praying at 25. How many people knew everything at 25? How many people knew everything at 18? And then found out how smart your mom and dad was when you turned 30? Woo, man, I said, man, that poor old guy, dear old dad. 
He's a, I, 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 let me help him in. He couldn't possibly know anything. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you get about 25 and you say, I mean, well, what do you think about that? Let me, let me talk to dad see what he says. You know, let's see what mom thinks. Like I tell my kids, I'm 55. I said, son, I didn't wake up 55 years old. Now, I might not have all the answers, but I know the one that does, and I'm going to keep pointing to him. So look at this as we unpack this story of Hezekiah. He's 25 years old. He's now the king of Judah. And he's, he's in the lineage of David, okay, King David. He got, he got some, 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 some folks in his life. If you look back, this is what I love about this. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I got to share this. I love looking through the genealogy and in the background in the family tree of Christ, right? Because guess what? They just as messed up as my family. I'm telling you. When the Lord called me, I thought, Lord, I, I don't know nothing about this. I don't know nothing about this. I was telling him all the stuff that I didn't know. And what the Lord did, he instructed me, he said, look at the people I used. I'll never forget it. I started looking at David and Moses and all that. And I said, man, Lord, I'm just as messed up as they are. If you'll use them, would you use me? I pray that he is using me. I know he's using you guys. And if we get out of the way, there's nothing that God can't do in you and through you if you allow him to. So let's go back to Hezekiah. Here he is, 25 years old. That's scary already. And he's the king of Judah. But here's the thing. His dad before him was not walking with the Lord. But Judah did what was, not Judah, but Hezekiah, the king of Judah, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He said no man had, had, had ruled like him before ever since. I mean, he was tearing down all the Asherah poles and all the idol worship and everything. He was bringing it on, right? Served for nine, 29 years, okay? But how, do you know, how about this? How many know sometimes when you're serving, even you're seeking after the Lord, trouble will still find you? Amen. He didn't go looking for it. It came to him. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So they're doing good. He's honoring God. I want to take some time to break this down. See, we think we're honoring God and we're doing this and no trouble's going to come. No tests are going to come. Somebody said, oh, it don't work that way, right? Have you ever heard this? And I'm probably ahead of myself in the notes, but I just glanced at him anyway. I'm going to go with the Holy Ghost. Check this out. Have you ever heard this? You might have said this. God will never put more on me than I can handle. Where's that at? Because I'm going to tell you what. If God never puts more on me than I can handle, then that tells me I don't need to rely on him. Life always puts more on me than what I can handle. So that's why I've been running to the foot of the cross. I'm relying on God. Right? So guess what? There are things in your life, anybody in here, have you ever had more put on you than you could handle? Yes. A lot. A lot. You think, how in the world am I going to get through it? Well, let me get the answer. Y'all ready? You can fill this in the blank. The answer is Jesus. Amen. That's it right there. He will carry us through. He will hold us. He'll carry us back on the boat. So as we look through this a little bit, what we start seeing, the king of uh, Assyria he got a bad army, man. He's, this guy's tough. And he's coming up and he's, he's kicking down everybody. And they get close to, to Judah, right? And they said, well, we'll just go ahead and take that too. Now, first Hezekiah, whoo, what are we going to do? He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And the reason I'm backing all this out here, he says, you know what? If you give me all your gold and you give me some silver and all that, I'll let you slide. And I want to get this whole point of this. See, Hezekiah, he was doing the right thing. But every now and then, we still waver if we do the right thing, right? So he said, okay, I'll, I'll pay this money to you. I'll pay, this, I'll pay the fine to you, right? How many know when you're dancing with the devil, he'll step all on your toes? Right. See, because that wasn't enough. See, he wanted the Fritos, then he wanted the whole bag of lunch, right? 
So you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't negotiate with the enemy. You have to stay in your ground and say, no, we won't be doing that. We're at a place in our life and this, this time in the world that we can't negotiate with the enemy. There's never a time to negotiate with the enemy. You've got to have the hard stops in. You say, no, we will not do that. No, we're not going to stand for that. That's wrong. That's what God said. We're going with God. Can I get an amen? See, that's what starts separating things in the church, starts shaking things in the body of Christ. Because not everybody is committed. Just saying. Right? Sometimes it's for a season. Sometimes it's for a reason, but sometimes it's for the wrong reason. What can I get out of this? Right? I want to tell you what. The payback on God is pretty big. Eternal life. Right? Secured in Christ. So he goes on and the king of Assyria comes up there and says, you know what? I've changed my mind. Sends a note. Sends a letter. Sends it to the the guy that brings it up there and, and he brings it to Hezekiah and said, hey, I'm taking you out, your whole crew. Matter of fact, he tries to turn people, against, just like the enemy. He gets everybody out there and he has his, his spokesman, right, for the evil side say, hey, look, you're going to trust him. You know I got all this. You know I got the weapon power. You can see what's going on here. He says, I'm taking you all out. But the Bible says that the people remain silent because Hezekiah told them to remain silent. That right there just blew me away. Because you can't get anybody to shut up now. You know what I'm saying? You just, have you ever been to somebody just say, please stop talking? Right? <laughs> I'm just telling you. So that's, another, that's a miracle right there. And so then they bring the letter. They bring the decree to Hezekiah. Say, we're going to take you out. And he begins to tear his clothes. He begins to weep. He begins to go, ah. I got to get with God. And he takes off and he goes to the temple. And what he does, he takes that letter and he lays it down. He spreads it out on the floor and commits it to Christ. Right? Then he lifts it up. Those are our three points today. And let me tell you what. Anytime we follow in the footsteps of that, Look at this. He says in 1919, he says, Now, Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of earth may know that you alone are God. He didn't say, hey, save me because this is going to hurt. He didn't say, I don't want to play no more. He said, no, you know what? See, you could tell over time. Now, people could tell you anything, right? Just keep watching, keep walking. Keep watching, keep walking. Because what they really believe will come out in their walking and in their actions. Amen. You believe that? It will. Over time, over time. And see, when, when the pressure comes on, that's when you realize, is it going to make a diamond or not? You know, when I've, I've seen how they made diamonds. I've watched the thing on TV and what happened in the different shifting of the earth and the pressures of the earth and takes coal in it. It packs it down and it packs it down and it takes time and it's compressing it. And guess what? As they dig down through all the miry muck and the stone and all that, it produces this really packed, down. Ooh, beautiful diamond. See, that's what happens when things happen in our life and things are coming in from the world and things are not going the way we think and stuff is pushing us down. Will, will, will you allow God to have his way in your heart to produce that shiny diamond in you? That we are a reflection of God, that we are the fingerprints of God. I pray that we are. But it doesn't come without a little testing. It doesn't come without a little pressure. That's exactly what he saw. But I love what came out of his mouth. 
He said, hey, Lord, do this and deliver us from your hand. His hand, right? The bad guy, the evil one. So that all the kingdoms on earth may know that you alone are Lord. Do we live our life like that? Lord, just fix this because I don't like it. Lord, just fix this because I don't want to play no more. But if you're going through your, your season of drought or your wilderness season, do you ever say, Lord, when I come out this other side, everybody's going to know that you carry me through. I know I've mentioned this. I see other faces in here and it's still fresh on my heart. God's working it all out, everything. But my prayer and my sister's prayer when my mom was going through her last stages here over the last six, eight months before she went home with Jesus, our prayer over our mother and for ourselves was, Lord, let us represent you well in the midst of this. See, when people look, I didn't want them to say, buddy, gone crazy. No. I said, buddy must believe what he'd been preaching all the time. Did it sting? Oh, yeah. Did it hurt? Oh, yeah. Is God faithful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. All the time. So I want you to hear these things. These are just not some stories. These are God's breathed words into his Bible, into his word, so that we can stand on those promises. I believe that whatever problem you have, I don't care it's 2020, 2025, I don't care when it is. I believe that you can find an answer in God's word. And I know you can find an answer in God himself. Everybody doing good so far? So I want to break it out a little bit. Oh, I also, I had it in my notes. I got all cranked up there. Not only did God deliver them, right? The, the death angel swooped over and killed 185,000 bad guys. See, when he was laying that out before him and he had Isaiah come talk to him, the prophet at the time, he said, the Lord's going to bring you through this. He said, not only that, the king of Assyria, when he gets back home, he's going to die. The Bible says when, when all those, those troops got killed, 185,000, right? And whoever's left tucked the tail and, and the king went back. You ready? Ain't this something? Said that his son killed him. How many know if God said it, it's coming down? What did God say in that word right there? He's coming back. He's coming back for the church. Are you ready? Let's get ready and let's bring as many people as we can with us. Pointing to Jesus, pointing to the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection. He is risen and he is risen what? Indeed. So look at this. As we go through there, we're seeing the power of prayer. We're seeing uh, how he did it. And let's take a look at this. The first thing I said, what did he do? He kind of laid it down. Mm-mm-mm. When the crisis hit, Hezekiah immediately goes to the house of the Lord and lays down the problem before him. Mm-mm-mm. What happens when we have a crisis? We call everybody. We complain. We're just whining. Right? I'm, let, let me just say this real quick. I'm going to look back and forth and look into the camera. I am not minimizing anybody's hardship, but I'm here to maximize the Godhead. I'm here to, to, to turn around and glorify God in the, in the midst of this, okay? So let's take a look at this. So look at this. He realized he had to go to the source, God himself. That's what I look at so many times. Friend, where do you go when Christ is said, are you found in the house of the Lord? Now some people do, they'll run up to the church house, bring all the problem, and things seem to simmer down, and then the next thing you know you get this, hello, hello. Am I talking to anybody? You ever seen that? You ever heard about the parables of the seeds? All right? 
guy told me a long time ago, he said, buddy, you could take the parable of the seed right there, how the seed fell on good ground and hard ground and stony ground. Y'all know the story. He said, you can apply that across the board. I said, boy, you're right. But I'm going to tell you what I know that you're here today because you've got a deep root in the Lord Jesus Christ. That you want to be here. That you want to hear what God's doing. You want to be doing this. How long have we been out now? Well, it's a lot of, lot of churches, a lot of things. How long have we been battling this COVID thing? Five months? March 13th. March 13th, she said. Right on. It was the mask, honey, it won't you. But I can understand. She sounds like me. <laughs> I love it. That's a long time. They're not the fellowship. Whoo. You know what? Doors are open. Come on, let's keep on rolling. Go to the source. Now, we also know. See, I didn't say go to the source, go to the church. I said go to God himself. But see, if the church is representing God, and they're coming to God, and they're praying, you should see God in the church, somebody, right? In the body, reflecting in me and you, we should see, get a glimpse of the Lord. We should, we should, we should feel his presence when we come together. We should know something's different about this group, right? How did they handle this? How did they do this? What's going on? So go to the source, God himself. Somebody write that note down and say amen. How about this? Bring your request to the Lord. I heard people say, well, God knows everything. Why well, I got to pray? I'm a dad, right? And this is a much lower level. I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap our minds around. I'm a dad, and I got a funny feeling that my boys are like 29 and 20. I just want to let y'all know a little thing. I know more about what you're doing than you think you're doing, right? <laughs> a lot of times. And they're probably going, yeah, 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 I bet you don't. But anyway, what I'm saying that is for is I know what's going on to a certain degree. I try to be involved. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm looking. I'm loving. I'm praying. The Lord's revealing things. I, I want to know what's going on. I want to be there to give them guidance. I want to be there and, and give them learning and wisdom that God's given me. But I also realize this, that I can learn from them. But the reason I went there was this. See, bring your request to the Lord. Hey, bring your, I always tell my kids, I said, I don't care how bad it is. You can come. I don't care how what it looks like. Please include me and mom. We love you. I might not be all excited about it, but I'm still going to love you. Right? I bet you there's been a many of people had they just went and talked with somebody that loved them, that would give them godly counsel, could have saved them a whole lot of heartache and a whole lot of scar tissue. I believe when we bring our requests to the Lord, we can save ourselves a whole lot of heartache and a whole lot of scar tissue. Somebody say amen. Bring it to God. Why wouldn't you? I can bring it to anybody else. They might not be able to do anything, but God is faithful. Look at this. Even Paul says it, right? Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. I have to practice that. If y'all could tell my personality, I get a little anxious. Can you imagine? See, when people know something's wrong in my life, I don't say nothing. Hey, how's it going? They'd be like, what? What is going on here? But if everything's good, I even sometimes I pray, Lord, slow this down that I'm sharing so everybody will get it. But I get excited. Last week we were playing a praise song. Tanya was singing. She was going, this is the day, this is the day. She's like, slow down, slow down. I was like, man, it's so good. I want to get to it. Right? I mean, I'll tell you what, man. When I get up here in the morning, I'm like this. Okay, ready? Pray. Pray. Boom. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's get it out there. Because I don't know about you, but I wasted 30 years. Make it raise your hand. 
No, I'm just <laughs> I can say that to him because that's my buddy, because he was right there with me. We uh we knew about God. But see, we won't put God, we would load him up when we had the band. We put we put God in there. We put him out back in the back by the symbols, over here by the by the speakers. He we won't he won't come in out front with us. See, if we needed him, we call him. He gotta be front and center. Man, front and center. But look at this. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Talk to him. Talk to him. How many people got a praise bubble? Got four wheels and a steering wheel on it? A little praise mobile? Man, I'm going to tell you what. If that dashboard could talk, huh? Man, you praying, you're going to work. You're going down the road. Somebody cut you off, you're really praying. Sometimes you go, somebody cut you off, then you got to repent, then pray. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? But I'm saying, the Lord wants to be involved. When my kids were younger, and even now, they get off the school bus, right? Hey, what did they do today? Tell me what they did today. Uh, we had pizza for lunch. Okay, tell me some more. It's just a regular day, Dad. See, when you love your children like we do, you want to know everything about their day. I know you went to school. I know what you had to eat because you eat like your daddy. It's on your shirt. I could come home and Denise said, oh, you had a chili dog today. I said, what, is it my breast? He said, no, it's your shirt. Did they charge you for a carry out? <laughs> I got stuff everywhere, man. You know, it just, it just does. But God likes us to bring it to him because it honors him. See? The biggest, one of the biggest things, there's many things, but when, when my dad left this earth, I missed that call. When I would do a business deal or something, I wanted just his input because I valued his input. Because he told me something a long time ago. He said, look, I'm going to tell you the best of my ability, and I'm going to tell you what I know. But I only want the best for you. See, God only wants the best for us. And sometimes the best for us is no. Sometimes the best thing for us is wait. So sometimes we just got to step back. But bring those requests to him. I think that's one of the major things. I said, man, I wish I, wish I could talk to my dad sometime just to say, Dad, what do you think about this? Dad, what do you think about that? You know? But like I said early on, I didn't necessarily want his input. Y'all want to make some money? I'm going to tell y'all how to make some money. Y'all ready? I've been, I've been saying this for years. If you make a t-shirt with this, you will make some money. Y'all ready? Everybody wants your opinion as long as it agrees with theirs. <laughs> that should be in the preaching handbook. Right? Because, see, everybody wants, well, Pastor, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What was that? What was that? Uh, I think what God said. They go, oh, Really? Yeah, 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 really. Because I don't, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to try my very best. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me. I don't want to go against the tr this. This is, this is it. This is what I want to stand on. This is the deal. This is what's going to help us. This is what's going to transform our life. This is what's going to save us. This is, one of, this is what's going to keep us secure. And this is, one of, this is what's going to cause us to make course corrections. This is what's going to cause us to make hard decisions. This is what's going to sustain us 
God's word. Look at that. I'm going to read it again. Don't be anxious about anything. Why? Because we got his word. Hey, but in every situation, hey, go to him with prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Right? And I'm going to tell you what. We go to the Lord. We go, well, I can't believe. Can you, can you imagine if God could show us a picture of our heart? We go, I can't believe I didn't get that job. I'll tell you. I'm praying that they lose that job so they'll hire me. I don't think that's what he's talking about. How about if we go, Lord, you know my heart, and I really wanted that job, Lord, but I'm trusting you that there's something better. Or, Lord, if there's something that you're trying to work out in me before you give me that position, please show me, because I don't want to take the test again. See, that, that's a tough prayer to pray, but I'm going to tell you what, that's the truth. Think about that. I'm going to let that lay there for just a minute. How about this? What do you need to lay down before the Lord today? Whew. Good word, my brother. Everything. I like that. Amen. Amen. Think about that. I had some stuff I wanted to share here. I'm going to go back through my notes. I said, notice this. I said, I, I said lay it down, not drag it around. Right? Our problem is, is we tend to drag it around. Oh, you know the truth about that, right? We drag it to work. We drag it to the store. We drag it back over here. We drag it to lunch, then drag it back home. Then someone says, what's wrong? And you get the old pickle face, don't you? Ain't nothing wrong. Why, why, why do you say something like that? Huh? I'm just telling you, right? You, you look like you smell broccoli, man, in, in the house when you come in. You come in, you come in and say, hey, babe, what's wrong? <laughs> I guess we got broccoli. Let's hope it's broccoli. Whew. So you, so, so you get that face, right? And then you get all mad when somebody says, hey, is there something going on? What, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, no, no, I was just checking it out. And see, <laughs> I put some stuff in here. I, I, was, I was in there yesterday, and the Lord was just giving me a lot of cool stuff that I've seen over the years. But, you know, a lot of times people will get that pickle face. Or they turn around, and I love this. They turn, and, and then you start talking to them, and, they, and their ears go back like a pit bull. Well... You just said such and such, so I thought I'd ask you about that. Who do they think they are? Man, they, said, they, they got that dog whistle. <laughs> Ears all back like that. And you're like, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to see. And I got to thinking yesterday, I don't know how this ties in. I must have been hungry when the Lord gave me this. But I'm going to just share it with you. I'm going to give you a little buck row lesson 101, right? I, I learned this from watching people, right? I call it buffet 101. Now, you turn around and you go to a buffet. I know they, they've been kind of shallow here lately. The only way you're going to see somebody unhappy at a buffet is if somebody takes the last chicken wing. People are happy. Your body mechanics, I always talk about all the time, watch body, your body doesn't lie. I'm going to prove this theory right here. Now, you get a person that gets a salad, right? They get a salad, they sit down. One of two types of people get a salad. I'm just playing with y'all. Just, just relax for a minute. Is the person that eats it because they know they need to eat it, stay healthy, and they're still not real happy because they know they still got to run five miles afterwards. And then you get the other guy eating a salad that knows he needs to do that because he ain't going to run the five miles. And he knows his blood pressure's up, and he should be eating that, right? So you see the bodies. It's kind of like in life. You know, we need to do certain things, but we fight them, right? Now you come on over to the buffet line. All right, everybody's in there. You see, everybody's, oh, come on in. Right? Yeah, you letting the people get, get this, this and that. They all get, you, ought, you ought to try this twice-baked potatoes. Oh, yeah, oh, that's good. Everything's good. Sit down. You don't care if you got food on your shirt. You don't care if your button's screaming. 
A matter of fact, you even go over there and help somebody at the soft serve ice cream machine. Shh. Hey, no problem. Hey, I'll get that for you. See, you say, well, how's this tied in? See, what's happening is they've got a different perspective. See, they're looking at different things and, and they say, you know, hey, how's this working out for me? I, I'm, I'm looking at stuff here that's easy for me. This is what I want. But see, when it's time when we have to make some changes, we get the pickle face. See, it works the same way in the spiritual. But why can't we just be happy in knowing, you know what? We can rejoice and eat and feed on the right things. I'm tying this together, I promise. We need to be feeding on the Word of God. See, we fill up on a lot of junk, and it's not helping us spiritually. It's like building bricks in the wall between us and God because we start putting religion in there, right? Oh, I'll take, give me another scoop of, 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 of hate and discontent. Okay, hey, yeah, you know what? I think I'll take, I'll take a little jealousy, throw that on there. And next thing you got up here, then you think, okay, I'm surrounding myself, right, with all these things. And I got what I want, but do you really get what you want? You need to get what you need. And what we need to do is have a very good spiritual diet on God's word. We start feeding on the junk food of the world. I'm telling you, I know. Don't let me turn sideways. You won't be able to see this thing. I'm preaching to me first, right? But what I'm saying, spiritually speaking, I'm trying to tie those things together. Going down the road. And, and, and listening to a, a 30 second devotion is a great thing. But you're going to starve to death spiritually if that's all you do for the week. Just showing up on Sunday and fasting spiritually for the rest of the week, come on. You're going to be a little, your spirit going to be right there. Right? What I'm saying is, feast on the word of God. Lay down whatever else is in between you and God so that when you lay that down there, you and you do pick up what you pick up. It's what God's shown you what to pick up. It's what's best for you, right? It's what's healthy for you. Anybody listen? What's healthy for you because a lot of times we pick up a lot of stuff that's not healthy for us. Habits, company, right? We can get in with the wrong crowd. Hey, we're going to pray for them. There's people in your life that you will come up against, right, that you just need to pray for them from a distance. You need to love them from a distance. I'm not telling you who they are. Let God tell you who they are. That doesn't mean you love them any less. But sometimes we need to step back, right, and say, whoa, what's going on? Have you ever been in a situation you're so close to it you don't see it? And when you step back, you say, what in the world was I thinking? Right? I'm just telling you that today. But I'm going to tell you, regardless of the situation, one of the main keys is lay it down. Everybody doing good? Keep on rolling. What else did he do? What did Hezekiah do? He spread it out before the Lord. Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messenger. And he read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. He got down to doing business with the Lord. Hey, I don't know about you. There's been times in my life I had to spread my bills out and say, hey, Lord, what you going to do with this? Bring them before the Lord. Say, hey, I need some multiplication in here. As I go back through this, I said this earlier. I said, Hezekiah didn't go looking for trouble. It was hand delivered. You know what that's called? Life. It's coming. You say, boy, I appreciate all the encouragement today, buddy. No, I'm just telling you. Not to scare you, to prepare you. It's coming. There's always going to be something changing. There's always going to be something going. But let me tell you the thing that's not going to change. Jesus. 
God is not going to change. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. And I tell you what, I cling to that. But this is what he did. He went up and spread it out. What else did he do? When bad news is handed to you, spread it out at the feet of Jesus. Bring it to him. See, what we'll do, we'll drag it all over town, right? And we'll tell everybody about it. And I don't think it's a bad thing to get with some godly counsel and say, hey, can we pray about this, right? And see what's going on. But I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to spread it out before the feet of Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Let's move on a little bit. I'll say it again. I talked about it in the last slide. I'm going to say it right here. Spread it out, not around. When you start spreading all the doubt and hate and discontent, let me, let me just help you all with this. This is a very direct thing that God laid on my heart yesterday. When you turn around and you spread all the negative around, you are a delivery boy for the devil. If I turn around, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying hey, I got a lot of stuff going on. I go, oh, everything's fine. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Let's get real for a minute. When I go and I turn around and say, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I don't know. And I go talk to this guy and I talk to this person, talk to this person, everything else. And I'm not listening because they say, well, let's pray about it. I ain't got time to pray about it. Oh, wood, 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 wood. Alarm. Trouble coming now. Satan's over there going, boo, boo, I got him. Right? So we're going around and we spread it around. Do you ever think about that? I'm going I'm to say that again. That you end up being a delivery person for the enemy when you turn around and you keep rehearsing the hurt that has been going on in your life. You keep pulling the scabs off and telling everybody, I'm bleeding. I'm not minimizing your hurt. I'm saying, spread it out before the Lord and say, Lord, you know my heart. I need you to help me in this situation. Lord, how, how am I going to move forward? You know, I lost my job. I lost my, I lost my, my, my marriage. What, what am I going to do? See, when everything is stretched out and, and moved out and everything else, I'll tell you what happens. I think it gives God a clearer picture of what, what, what he wants to do in our life. I know he can see through everything. But are you willing to spread it out? not spread it around. That's the tip of the day. That's a good one to write down. Look at this right here. Psalm 26 and 7, it says, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointing. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Somebody say hallelujah right there. What are you trusting in? See, you need to train your heart and your brain Right? Really, we need to train our heart and then it'll get to our head, right? A lot of times we got to get it. Either, either way it'll come, we'll take it because you got to fill up on the word. You got to be feeding on the right thing. I'm going to go back to my little buffet deal. If you're not feeding on the right thing, it's going to produce the wrong thing. If you turn around and you keep watering down the message, you're not going to get much nutrients out of that. I'm going to tell you what. I believe over time, probably in my lifetime, the, the message has been pretty well watered down over time. You can watch a little bit on TV. How many people talking about hell? 
How many people talk about, do, do you know Jesus? I'm not here backbiting churches or anything like that, but I'm going to tell you what I know what my call is, is to show them, to teach them, to tell them about Jesus Christ, to point them to the cross, to tell them about the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that there's one way to heaven, that God will take you right where you are. He loves you so much that he will not leave you there. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not of yourself. It's a gift to God. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's in my heart, man. That ain't something I just got up here. It's in my heart, and I'm going to run with that. Because I'm going to tell you what, that's what gives me peace in the midst of the storm. How about you? Amen. That's what's given me the, the, the stay in power when everything else is stripped away. Hey, when I get the bad report, when I see this, when there's too much month and, and not enough money, right? Whatever the case may be, everybody's been through something. Everybody's been through something. But I'm going to tell you what. God has done something for everybody. He gave his life. He poured out his blood. He purchased us out of our sin that sets us in the family. Will you just believe? Will you just believe? Hey, man, lay it down. Spread it out. I'm going to spread the good news. If I got to spread something, I'm going to spread some good news. How about that? If you're going to brag in something, what? You might as well do that. I've said this many times. You know, we go spreading it around. I heard this a few months ago, and I probably told you ten times because it's so true. You see it. You go spread it around and somebody says, what's going on? You tell them all your heartache, right? 80% don't care, right? And the other 20% glad it ain't them. They're like, move on, move on. You ever had somebody say, give me a call if you ever need anything. So you call them. You might even call them twice. And you call back, it goes to voicemail. That will never happen with the Lord. So just go ahead and cut out the middle man. And go straight to Jesus, right? Go to the Lord. Go to God. Look at this. So we already talked about laying it down, right? Talked about spreading it out. Look at this. We're going to lift it up, somebody. Look at this. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times. If we just got that today, that'd be worth your ride here. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. See, on Tuesday nights, and not just Tuesday nights, but we have made a, a, a committed effort, asserted effort, that we are going to come together as the body of Christ, and we're going to lay it down, we're going to spread it out, and we're going to lift it up. You say what? Whatever God puts on our heart. And that's what I'm talking about here. God is our refuge. Look at this. Pour your heart out to him. What we do, we pour our heart out and our problems out to everybody else. I've married a lot of people in the last 20-some years. One of the things I'll say after all, number one thing, hey, build your foundation on Christ, everything else. And I'll tell them this, and I, before they get ready to leave, in one of our sessions, because I like to, to meet with them, I said, I'm going to tell you something. Keep your cards close to your heart. They said, what do you mean, Mr. Bunny? I said, everybody you share your business with doesn't always have your best interest in mind. That's the beauty of a church family. That's the beauty of the relationship with the Lord. That's the beauty with having, a, have, having intimacy with God. So you go to him. I'm not saying that other people that, that love you won't help you. But I'm going to tell you what. If you, go, if you go to the grocery store and say, man, I tell you what, me and my girl got this problem here. I can't believe that. All right. So then you're back at work. What's wrong? I can't believe she said this, all this. So what do you do? You run on over, sit down, and talk to the guy that's been married 14 times. What? Why don't you seek out a, 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 a senior couple at your church, right? And say, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, y'all been married 55 years or whatever the case is. 
Could you tell me what's going on? You know? Better yet, just go to the source. And keep on trusting and keep on going and keep lifting it up. I love this again. Trust in him at all times. Man, that's hard. Matter of fact, I say it's probably impossible for us on our own, but we got Holy Spirit living in us. Somebody say amen. You are not alone on this journey, baby. This is it. God is in it with us. Oh, you people, pour out your heart before him. God is asking from his word. Tell me about it. Most people give say, what do they say? People say after a while, talk to the hand. God said, talk to the man. I'm the man. Bring it on. Tell me about it. I love you. But Lord, you know, I did this and I said that and all this. Yeah, yeah, I know I was there. But you know what? You're turning from that and you're turning back from me, to me. That means turning means agreeing with God about your sin, turning from your sin and turning back to God. That's called repentance. Amen. And then we get forgiveness, right? Look at that. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? When we lift him up, I want to ask you a question. Do you know him as Savior? Now, you get a lot of amens and people shouting everything else right there, right? I said, that's, it. that's, that's fantastic, but there's more. Y'all ready? Do you know him as Lord? See, if you know him as Savior, you know that you've, you've confessed your sin. You believe that God uh, uh, gave his only begotten son, right? You put your faith and trust in him, and you say, okay, I'm secure. He's my Savior. But as we spend time with him, he should become the Lord of our life. That means what he says is what we do. His path is the path that we need to walk. This right here, his word, is the road map on the journey as we're cutting through. No negotiations, right? Not pick and choose. See, this is not the buffet. This is not the buffet. This is the whole meal. This is the whole deal right here. But see, we like to pick and choose. Look at this. There's some people that I met over years, and I've probably been this person at some time. Do you just know information about him? I shared this story a long time ago. When I, when I, I won't relive my whole testimony, but it's this. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. Got saved on Halloween night. People come outside the door with a Bible track told me about Jesus. God bless them. My heart is for outside the church as well as it is inside the church. But I, in my mind, trying to grab hold of a few things, I did, I, I, this is what I knew. I knew I was a sinner. I knew that Jesus Christ was the only way to show me in God's word. I knew the Holy Spirit was drawing me to him, and I knew that I needed to turn from my sin and call on the name of Jesus. Step one, he's my savior. But I also knew that Jesus was working in my life. So I was trying to grow in that. And I knew that God was going to work as best I could at the time. I'm telling you, I didn't even, I didn't even know why they got the red in the Bible. <laughs> you know, Jesus said, you got a red letter Bible. I said, he said, John 3, 16. Why didn't he just say page 34? I mean, I'm talking about I didn't know nothing. Or do you say anything? I don't know what it is. There you go. It don't matter. See, you know what it is? God will use somebody from Buckrobe. He'll use somebody from Phoebus. He'll use somebody from Picosa. He'll use somebody from Philippi. He'll use you if you let him use you. You know, my punctuation and my, my speech is not always going to be perfect, but the one I'm pointing to with everything I got is. 
So, Lord, you know, fix it before they hear it. But see, some people just know about information about God. So I begin to study about God. And I look at it, and I get every online class I could do. And I was doing this, and I had to turn tests in and do this. And I'm trying to, you know, man, maybe I can get a, a, maybe I get a Bible study degree or something, everything. And I was at work, and we had a little, little break time. And I was reading, and I was doing I had to turn this test in. And I heard it just as loud as I'm talking right now. Why are you spending so much time trying to learn about me when you can know me? And if you know me, you know everything about me. I dropped my pen. I'm working with guys and I start bawling. They're going, Woo, we're going out here. They're like, what's happening? See, I was trying to learn about him. And the information, which is all good. But Lord just whispered to me, but if you know me, you'll know about me. Think about this. I could read a book on somebody and know a few things. Maybe know a lot of information about them. But see, if I hang out with you and we go out to eat and we do stuff and we spend time together and we talk about stuff and we, and we experience life together, I'm going to know you don't like pickles. I'm going to know you like your favorite colors green. I'm going to know how you pretty much going to know how you're going to respond to something. Let me tell you how God's going to respond to something. It's found in that book. He's going to respond out of love, out of grace, out of his holiness. He's going to respond rightly. But that's what I'm saying. You've got people that have information. You know what? The people that have information, that would be called religion. Okay? I'm not telling you about religion today. I'm telling you about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about when you can come boldly to the throne of grace. I'm talking about when you can talk to say, Abba, Father, Lord, what's going on? See, I don't know about you guys, and, and, and I hope it doesn't happen, but there's times in our life, and many people in this room, are probably you don't even know what to pray. You get the phone call. You get this. Order, you don't even know what to pray. You can't even, you can't even muster the words. You just, oh, God. And the Bible says that the Spirit will intercede for us. See, that's more than information. That's validation. That's revelation. That's God. Would you be so bold to lift it up to him? Would you be so bold to share that and say, Lord, what's going on? Here, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up speed now. Do you know him intimately? Do you know him intimately? Do you know how he operates? I know I can't with my, my little pea brain understand everything, but I can tell you what. One thing I am certain of, he will never, ever, 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 ever go against his word. So if somebody tells you something that God said and it goes against that word, amen. <laughs> I couldn't even get that. Justin, it ain't. We ain't buying, right? Not interested, gave at the office, I'm done. But if you don't keep the, the word open, how are you going to know? If you're not being a student of the word of God, how are you going to know? Because that's the whole thing. It, it's crazy. Relationships and knowing and everybody's gifting is different. Y'all got time for a little story? Everybody's gifting is different. There's people in this room do a lot behind the scenes. 
Tim does a lot behind the scenes. I can break most any computer, printer, whatever it is. And it's usually when I'm up here by myself, Tim's trying to eat and everything else, and I need to print it. I need to print something, right? Yesterday would be that day, just like many other days. Now, I'm going to tell you what. He's always very kind. Hey, we go through the thing. Did you check this? So what happens is when I need to print something, right, I have already done everything because I know what's going to happen. The time he gets here, it's going to start working. I'm just telling you. It, it never fails. So I turn the printer off. I turn the printer on. I reboot the computer. I take the computer over by the printer. I go back over here. See, I'm talking about when people know you, right? And, and I've already did this, right? And I'm like, I'm going to have to call him. I mean, I don't mind calling him. I just hate bugging people, right? He's doing stuff with his family. I'm going to have to call him. I got a better idea. I'll call Tanya. And then she could tell him that I need him. Kind of work it through there, right? And I go, hey. But she knows me, so she already knows that I'm irritated when I call. I go, hey, what's up? Everything okay? It's the printer. And then they ask me the questions. And I'm already boiling. Because I've already done that. And Tim, I'm just like, Tim's, I can hear Tim going, Ask him, did he unplug it? Did you unplug it? Yes. I'm going to get, I'm getting, I'm getting there. Ask him, what it, is he hooked to the right Wi-Fi? Yes, I am. I got the right Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, so, so they know me, right? I'm just being honest. I'm coming clean. I'm repenting right here. Ask me three or four things that I already did. Unplugged it. Prayed over it. Everything else, took it back and forth, everything else. And see, I already know I'm going to have a problem with it. So I'm asking him like three hours before I really need it because I don't want to wait till there's supper time. It's getting close to supper time. So here it goes, right on time. So I'm kind of proud of myself because I know it ain't going to work, right? There, there's some faith for you, right? <laughs> and all that. But see, because they know me, it's all right, Bucky, we're on our way. I said, you ain't got to come right now. You don't have to come right now. She said, we'll be there. Because she knows I'm going to keep messing with it and not get anything else done because I'm going to figure this out. Y'all guys like that, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I had to turn it on, up and down. All right, I got to be honest with you. I'm, just, I'm telling on myself because I, I want you to relate to this. I see him pull up. I look back on it. It's not working. I'm going, <laughs> it's not working. It's not working. Good. He's going to see this broke. And I was like, good, this is good. And I know Lord say, oh, I got to teach them some more. But see, they know me, right? And they come in and I go, I'm smiling now. Because I'm like, I'm telling them it's broke. Hey, it's broke. Come on in, Tim. I'm sitting right where Tim's sitting right there. He gets right where Mr. Miles is. And I hear the printer go. This is no, I ain't even stretching nothing. And I know Tim looks like I just got hit with a wet fish. He goes, what's that? I go, I fixed it. <laughs> I said, why does this do this every time? He just went back. He says, here's a printer cable. If this happens again, just plug it in. I'll see you later. So I got a spare now. Now I'm going to tie that in. What Tim was telling me was this. I don't mind helping you, but plug into the source. Amen. 
You didn't know you were going to be in the sermon today. Plug into the source. And then you ain't got to cry, cry to my wife and me and everything else bring me out there. You can just go to the source and it will print it every time. But I tell you what. How in the world did that thing end up working after all that? Does anybody have anything like that? It don't have to be a printer. It don't have to be that. And you say, it's just not going to work. See, we're so close to it. We won't come up for air. We're so knee deep in it. And we're mad. And we're this and that. And here it goes again. My attitude going into it was already, well, it ain't going to work anyway. Right? See, people approach prayer like that. It ain't going to work anyway. Well, from Reverend Tim's point, plug into the source, baby. Get the Lord a hand on that. I'm going to tell you what. You got to know him intimately. I appreciate y'all letting me come and clean on that. <laughs> Psalm 20 verse 5 May we shout for joy over your victory And lift up your banners In the name of our God May the Lord grant all your requests See they were lifting it up to the Lord They were lifting it up to the Lord They weren't going like this you know I gotta tell you this real fast When I really started Stepping out in faith God put a guy in my life by the name of Kenny Green Young guy He only worked in my building for probably Maybe six months, maybe a year. Right beside me. But Kenny, okay, I'm going to go back now. Kenny had the nerve to want to pray for me in the middle of the shop with everybody watching. <laughs> I got that now. So I was telling him something. He goes, well, hey, man, why don't we just pray about it? I said, you know, I think, well, we'll we pray about it later. Maybe when we get in a burger. This is early on now. Now I got a good dose of Jesus now. It's all good. And so Kenny's there, and they're working on stuff, and they're working. And Kenny takes his hat off and puts his hand on my shoulder. He goes, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm going. I'm looking. The guys on the band are going, Ear! Everybody's. I was like, What just happened? And I'm thinking, You can do that? You remember, I didn't grow up in church. Didn't have to get on your knee. You didn't have to, get, you didn't have to wash your hands first. See, Kenny knew the Lord. Kenny knew, he said, man, we got to pray about this. It was second nature for him. Guess what? I got that now too. Guess what? Y'all have that now too. But I'm telling you the things that God will take you right there. See, Kenny knew we're going to lift this up now. Now, y'all know the story. If you get on the elevator with me, you're going to get some Jesus before you get to your destination. Don't make no difference. Sometimes I'm praying that it'll get hung up. Share with people. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? What type of work you do? Oh, yeah. What do you do? I said, uh, I just tell people about Jesus. Do you know him? Uh, 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 uh. Let me tell you about Jesus. And they go out there hit that door like this, right? <laughs> but you know what? I'm not beating nobody down with the, with, the, with the Lord. But I feel like I wasted a lot of time in my life. How about you? And the Lord reminds me, don't plow looking backwards like my daddy used to say. Take today, lift it up to the Lord. Take today and lay it down before the Lord. Take today and spread it out before the Lord. See, that, that's something else. See, I go back to thinking about, Ken, that, that young man impacted my life so much to this day. But he only worked with me a season. But in that season, God birthed a relationship for eternity. Come on now. Talked to Kenny yesterday. It's amazing. What is that relationship that God is cultivating with you? Ultimately, it's between you and him. But who has God brought alongside that he wants you to continue to 
nurture, to mentor. See, the thing nowadays, I think, people are looking for somebody to help them. But a lot of times people are not willing to help them. Then there's people that are willing to help people, and there's people that are not willing to be helped. That's where the prayer comes in. Lord, bring people into my life that I can impact for the kingdom. Lord, I'm laying these requests down before you today because in life, there are many requests. There's many things. And, and here's the great thing, the beautiful thing about a relationship with God is not that you just don't give them your grocery list. You give them your heart. You give them the whole deal. You give them everything. That's what God is willing to do and work in our life. So as, as I bring this to a close, I want you to think about this. What is it today that you need to lay down before him? What is it that you need to spread out in front of him? And what is it that you need to lift up to him? Me and Kevin was talking this week. And when I, I talk to, you know, a lot of our church family stuff, I say, what was your takeaway from last week? What was your takeaway? Kevin said, if I, if I remember this, he said, when you ask us, why are you here? I think there's some more gas mileage on that statement. Why are you here? Are you here to worship God? Yeah. Are you here to, to, to grow closer to God? Are you here to serve God? Are you here to glorify and, 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 and be uh, his hands and feet? That's what you got to answer. It may be all of them. It may be just one certain area today that God's really putting on your, on your heart. But if you don't know the why, you'll never know what you're shooting for. you got to understand. Last story in closing. I heard a guy talking the other day, he said, that he had went to a friend's house and they had a skeet shooting range, you know, where you shoot the clay pigeons and stuff, target practice. So he, he said, be here at such and such. So he was there at the right time. He was at the right location. Guy gave him the gun, gave him a little lowdown. He had the right tool. Pull, Pull. missed. Missed. He said, well, wait a minute. I'm at the right place. I got the right tools. Why am I still missing this? And the guy said, you got the wrong aim. He said, come in front of that target about two to, one to two feet. He said, because the, the, the pellets are going to get, if you stay right on it, time it gets there, the pellets are going to miss it. Give it a little leeway. Boom. He started knocking them out of the sky. You said, what in the world does that have to do with this? Many people come to the right place, church. Many people got the right tool, the Bible, but they got the wrong aim, man. They got the wrong aim. Why are you here? I don't need to know the answer. Think about it. Why are you watching? What would keep you from sharing the message? Better yet, what would keep you from receiving the message? You ready for the message? Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven.
Jesus Christ gave his life, a perfect, sinless sacrifice for everyone that will call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus died for our sin. We transgress God's holy law. We broke the law. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, right? But he says, you can't get your way back to me. I can't give enough. I can't do enough. I can't be smart enough. I can't be pretty enough. I can't manipulate enough. It's by grace you are saved through faith. Not of yourself, but it's a gift of God. I'm telling you about the gift of Jesus. I'm telling you about the gift of eternal life. I'm telling you right now, when you come boldly to the throne of grace, when you come and you say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, today I'm turning from my sin and I'm, I'm turning to you. I'm putting my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. What would stop you from receiving the greatest gift ever today? What would keep you from receiving that and stepping out by faith? God did the hard part. Jesus did the hard part. Will you receive it? Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Father, we take these keys to the kingdom that you share with us today as we see from King Hezekiah and how he served you and he reached out to you and Lord, you delivered. We saw where he, he laid the, the, the request down. He spread the request out and he lifted the request to you. So right now, Lord, I'm laying it down, Lord. Get me out of the way so people can hear the salvation message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, show folks that they can lay their sin down. And even when they spread it out before you, it doesn't scare you. You've already made a way to eliminate that on the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, Lord, we lift that up to you. And if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, I pray that today is the day that you call on the name of Jesus for forgiveness of your sin, that you turn from your sin and turn back to Christ. There's crisis in the world. There's a day, the Bible says that there's a point that a person once died, then the judgment. But you can know today when you call on the name of Jesus that your home will be in heaven. And it's not just about going to heaven, as cool as that is, and, 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 and being purged out of hell. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. Call on Jesus. But he wants to start working in your life today. If you're sitting here and you feel that little tug on your heart, I, I need to know more. I, 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 need to, I, need to, I need to turn from what I've been doing and I need to run to Christ. This is your day. This is your day. If you're listening right now, this is your day right where you are. The Lord says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. He said, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Do you believe that? Would you receive that? Would you confess that? Would you turn from your sin and turn to Christ? I pray that today is the day you do that. And we want to celebrate that with you. If that's your prayer today, let somebody know. And I pray that this falls on good seed in your heart. Good ground. Because the gospel seed is ready to take root in place in your life. Everybody said, amen. Hey, friends, if you have any questions about the message today, feel free to messenger us. Send us whatever you want to do. We want to know how we can pray for you. We love you. We'll see you soon. Everybody said, amen. amen.